0: Welcome to the B Sides and Beers Podcast.
1: All right, welcome to B Sides and Beers, episode 11. Tonight we're looking at Face to Face Big Choice from 1995. Uh tonight we've got our second guest of, I guess, the entire series so far. Uh, let's welcome Shane Collins. He's a professional photographer and a part-time music snob. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks cool. for having me. This is fun.
1: Uh, I guess we'll start off on our usual fashion. What are we drinking tonight?
0: Well, I'm... Uh Bringing a little bit of Mexico to the to the show tonight. I got a nice, Modelo nice. special here, a little Sodesa. Oh, yeah, it's a
2: good one. Uh, it's my fave. It's my fave.
0: I'll
2: go next. I got a Juxtapose IPA from Four Winds. Nice. Out of nice. Delta, Delta BC. Cool. I am uh,
3: decided that I'm gonna go through every Phillips tall can that I can find. So I, <laughs> I went and I grabbed a whole bunch of other tall cans. So I have the the Tiger Shark, nice, and the Tiger Shark nice uh, is a tropical alpha beast packed with passion fruit and citrus flavor without the bitter bite. So
1: sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> Sounds delicious. And I've Don't got match. me a uni, uh, Unibro or Unibrew out of Quebec. It is a it's a French company. Everything on the damn thing is French. Uh, but the one that I have tonight is a it's a, a pairing with uh, Unibrew and Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Whoa! It is a <laughs> yeah. Cool. Check out the. Of I don't know if you can see it, but
3: is that a boat?
1: No, it's the, the skull. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to see. It's glare anyway. It's probably the best. Oh, I've ever
3: there. Ever. I thought it looked like a boat on the ocean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, that's sweet. It's pretty cool. I bought uh I, I've been a fan of Unibrew for I don't know, probably since nine uh two thousand anyway, maybe somewhere around there, two thousand four, something like that. Um drinking it forever huge fan of it uh they've recently within the past year or two i think came out with these mixed 12 packs so they've got uh, a good assortment of of everything so it's pretty uh pretty rad but this is the first time that i've had this mega death one so uh yeah and Cheers. they're from quebec they're quebecois yep and that's quebec. dave
3: mustaine approved yeah. is that we, what that means yeah
1: dave mustaine like uh, the quebec beer <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it uh, it was, bu- or at the requ- brewed at the request of Dave Mustaine, apparently. So cool. I mean, I, he I thought demanded he was
2: sober. Yep. I thought that dude's been sober sober <laughs> since the nineties. Does, Not anymore.
1: Doesn't mean you can't still make money off a of booze, right?
2: That's right. Whoops. <laughs> That's
1: true. I don't need to drink it as long as the coins coming to my true. pocket.
2: Mike, I was drinking those tiger sharks last night, and they're great. You? Yeah, they're like under 5%. They're like a 4.7 or something. Oh, are they? 4.7, that's right. Yeah, I was just like sitting around the fire drinking a ton of them, and I felt great today.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I can't, more like these, like I can probably do two of like this size and this type, and then I'm Mm -hmm. done. Like, I got to switch it to something else. Like, I'll be like, feel like I ate like eight loaves of bread. Right. (laughs) Lead.
0: I'm like that with most beer, though, man. I feel like a pregnant Demi just sloshing Whoa. around. Massive.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow, there's a throwback. <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference. What magazine was that again? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanity oh, Fair. Yeah. Vanity Fair. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> In like 94 or 96 or something like that.
0: Yeah, man, that's where my memory permanently <laughs> lives sometimes back in those
3: Not days. I, I don't understand, though, like how I can drink like 40 beers, you know, a night before when I'm in my 20s and be perfectly fine. And then you get over the age of, I don't know, 35 and you can't process it anymore. It's like
2: shutting down.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what is that? That's that's what unfortunate yeah, yeah. feels like.
2: <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought and you know what you want to hear my thoughts on this. No. Of course I do. <laughs> sure. well, Mike's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you opposite. Say- no, uh, <laughs> I. To be honest with you, like I've been drinking a lot of like low gluten beers, and they make a big difference. Hmm. Yeah, so if I'm drinking a lot of craft okay. stuff, that might be like a higher gluten count. I'll definitely have that like bloated feeling and not feel the greatest the next day. But if I stick to like a Dutch pills or a German pills, like I'm I'm usually pretty good the next day. That's all right. And that modello might be pretty huh. low gluten too there.
0: Yeah, like I could do well, I'll probably be able yeah. to drink all these, no worries, yeah. and not feel like that. But I have another like beer, I don't know, something like uh Dozeki's or uh some I don't know, some of the other generic beers, especially if I go to a pub. Oh my god. I go to a pub sometimes and I drink that uh uh, beer behind the bar, well, oh, two maybe, and nope. I'm
1: done. so <laughs> I found I've had to switch Ouch. to a little higher percentage beers here, uh, you know, just to just to avoid that bloatedness of you know having four or five, five beer, and then you just kind of feel like you said heavy and gross when you can just grab, you know, two that are higher percent and just be fine and ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it's kind of funny with this uh, Unibro stuff. Uh, this Megadeth one is the the lowest alcohol um, uh, yeah, the lowest alcohol content here for four point five percent. Most of them are like eight or nine percent, so that made Trigger. Dave
3: Mustaine feel better about guns. <laughs> <Yep>. going- so <laughs> just keep it low, keep it low, boys, and I'll
2: feel better about it. Yeah. Well, we're drinking for t- That's my Dave Mustaine. <laughs> we're drinking for t- tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever notice he doesn't move his mouth oh, when man. he sings? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed that, but i will oh look. God, you'll never unsee
1: it again. <laughs> uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually focused on oh his uh, on his spider chords on his guitar. So oh, my God. Yeah, the spider. Mm. Freakishly long fingers. Yeah.
2: Have you ever been able
1: to pull that off, Mike? Uh, yes, I have. Wow, it's it's tough. It, you can't do it for long at <laughs> like all. That. Your hand starts cramping up, and you just want to stop. But yeah, uh, uh, I, I couldn't imagine doing that and having to sing and you know pulling that off all night. But he's probably so focused. That's why, or he's done it so long that his hand is just kind of stuck in that shape. <laughs> 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 Um yeah.
2: Dave Mustaine. I hope he's doing better. What's, what was, what's I what's that? up? I didn't hear anything about him. Oh, he got hit with um, I think it was throat cancer about a year really? ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Super unfortunate. But I think he's on the mend. I think he's getting better.
0: I would, yeah, I would hope yeah. so. Damn, was, that'd be a rough way.
2: Dave Mustaine
3: right. must have smoked though. <laughs> 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 he must have smoked. How well, could he not?
2: He got he got sober in like don't quote me on this, but it was like ninety five or something like that. And then he got into um martial arts. Like he was super healthy and and he's also religious too, apparently. Hmm. Hmm. Like he did like a total one eighty. It was just time. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's quite the one eighty. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Now he's making money on booze. <laughs> you got to have the side <laughs> hustle. It's si- signature instruments oh, and yeah. booze. Yep. Gig economy.
0: How is it? How is, uh, the beer, it's Mike? Good. is good. it? It's good. Everything
1: they put out is great. So, um, like I said, this is this is the more mild of the bunch, and and it's very noticeable. But uh, yeah, grab a twelve pack. It's amazing. There's not one in there that I dislike. So. Yeah, yeah. So I guess let's kick this off with uh, face to face and mostly focusing on big choice, but we can go to whatever album we end up with and however it takes us. So uh, I guess I'll let I'll let Shane kick this off and uh, tell us a little bit about where you first got into them and why they've stuck with you for so long.
0: Yeah, I, I gotta say, face to face, out of all the punk rock bands for me growing up, they were the ones that really made the uh, indent. Um, it was back when you're, you know, stockpiling CD upon CD, and that uh, cover of the Big Choice album really popped out. Buddy mine had it, and I listened to it, and the opening song. Um, uh, I struggle. Remember what yep. it was uh, Struggle. <sighs> Yeah, grab me right away! Oh my god! And uh, AOK, uh, you lied. Big choice. I mean, <laughs> it was it was uh, such a such a cool experience to listen to something like that. And then they came to Kelowna when I was like really really digging them. They were touring with a punk rock band, ska band called uh, Buckle Nine, and um, they played in this little theater in like the lower mission part of Kelowna, a small little, maybe 200 people in there, but packed and buckle nine was amazing. And about an hour into the show, they, uh, made an announcement saying that they just got a call saying that face to face had been delayed at the border and they were still going to be like at least another hour. So buckle nine hit us with everything they had. And it was, uh, it was probably almost a three hour set for those guys by the time face to face got there and face to face stepped on that stage. And when, when you think we'd all be done, cause it was one of those right. little then, like, and the stage was probably hip high, you know, and you had everybody jumping into the crowd and, and my buddy, Chris, he's probably about six foot six. And I remember looking up at one point he came just, like a bomb off of the PA down onto my face with a size 15 (laughs) dock mark. You know, it was one of those shows. And Face to Face came on. And we're, I'm sure we were all like tired and almost ready to leave. They stepped onto that stage and they destroyed. Uh, They they lit into us for another hour and a half, two hours. And uh, that was my very first, Punk rock show, and it was at that time when I was uh, becoming obsessed with uh, this band, and I haven't stopped right. listening to them since. Cool, yeah, man. That's and you know, just before COVID, I had been doing a lot of uh, photography with uh, Doc Willoughby's in Kelowna. I was doing all of their live performances, photographing each show, and I got a call from Colin, the manager there. Tap me on the shoulder letting me know that face to face was coming to Kelowna and three days later uh, after I was um, like set to be the photographer for the show
1: just COVID everything
3: down. happened
0: and yeah, everything yeah. was shut down that sucks yeah man yeah, so who was coming is.
3: through Doc Willoughby's was anybody well, that you knew coming through there that you were taking pictures of or is it just like new stuff
0: uh well well, like they had like a, a kind of a circuit of local bands going through there. And every so often you get like the wild came through. Um, I got to photograph the cancer bats with Wade McNeil on the car so from Alexis on Fire. <clears throat> um, that show, uh, the crowd was probably the most insane I had ever seen a crowd before. And the PA actually fell on me when I was photographing the drummer. I was behind there and... Uh, three speakers came down on me and I oh. popped my knee blew my knee like right oh, out uh, yeah. I try to stick it out for a little while longer but you know when you can feel like a hot pulse in a part of your yeah. body that you just injured time to get the
1: well, time to well, get out of it good thing' you, yeah. it, it, you're, it's good yeah. you you managed to get a lot of really killer shots prior to that so
0: thanks man yeah that was uh, that was a really cool show. Yeah, no. Doc's had a, a unique way about it. It was like this place where you'd see, uh, like, the lead singer of the Wild uh, jumped off the upper balcony into the crowd Yo. with the guitar in his hand. I mean, yeah, like you just never see people do that anymore because yeah. the insurance—it's—it's <laughs> it's such a risky thing to do. But at Doc Willoughby's, you'd see that type of shit like almost all, like, all the time. You'd see something like the lead singer uh, of Little Destroyer, she was wearing these big uh, boots and heels. And she pointed out to me uh, on the floor, there are these inch and a half, two inch holes, which is where, when it's not a, a venue for a band, as small as it is, it's where like a couple tables are and they put a railing up there. So the railing just slides down into these holes. And... You know, for most folks, they're not wearing heels, but for some women that lead that uh, are leading a band and they decide to wear that shit, I watched her. She almost oh, popped her knee out when her heels sunk down into one of those holes. <laughs> and she caught herself like a fucking champ. And I turned it into kind of like a <laughs> sexy dance. But I talked to her after the show and she was like, yeah, I almost well, went down hard. Have you guys heard of a band called Sharp Two? No, no. Oh, man. This this uh woman probably five feet tall. Uh mega death roar on this girl. Wicked man. I highly recommend you check out Shark Tooth sometime. Like yeah, they came through docs and it was a real joy to photograph those guys. I think they are, yeah. Yeah, they oh, they were one of the opening bands for awesome. uh Cancer Bat.
1: I'm still yeah, kicking myself for done. missing that show.
0: Blew me away. Oh man. Yeah. 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 They do one hell of a sabotage yes, cover of Beastie
2: Boys.
1: So good. Yeah. That's <sighs> true.
0: Awesome. All
2: right, the cancer pets are still around, right? Yes, they are. Yep. They are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said on that show, that tour, Wade McNeil of uh, Alexis on fire was, uh, was in the house for that. And, Man, what a stage present that, that dude has. Yeah, no so, doubt.
1: Wow. And he's lead singer of Gallows, yeah? Uh, he's the, the lead singer of the new yeah. version of Gallows, yeah. New or version he's... of Gallows. So is yeah. he still in Cancer Pats or has he like... He was just sitting in. Um, ah. Yeah, he was just sitting in for the little bit there. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, fun show. But now it feels like it's so far away with COVID coming, <laughs> you know? I was so looking forward to Face to Face coming back. I was wondering how they would yeah, sound. All probably great.
1: Well, he was he was in for uh, Scott Middleton, uh, the main guitar player for Cancer Bats, because he had just had a kid, so he took the he he wasn't able to go on that tour, so that's why he kind of filled in a little bit. So, gotcha. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mike, I watched that documentary that you sent me. Um, yeah, for the it was like a 2006 farewell to Face to Face kind of thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was yeah, it was. Uh, super informative because i had never really listened to them all that much i don't know why i just never did right and um so they kind of wrapped it up and it seemed like they were done but like they're back at it now shane is you told me like you were going to like photograph them and stuff so when did they, they come back together when did they pick it up again probably
1: 2000
0: uh they were oh yeah i'm not sure when they all came back together in 2011 I photographed uh, an award show in Kelowna and face-to-face and strung out were on tour and they came through Kelowna opening up for a place called the Sunplex, which is not really a music venue in Kelowna, but they tried it out and I didn't get a ticket in time uh, before it sold out. So I had a laminate for the award show that said media across it. And I thought, just, you know, why not try? I grabbed my camera and that laminate, and I walked up to the security at the front door as if, you know, I'm there to photograph the band. I flashed that <laughs> laminate and they let me right in. And then I walked to the stage, I thought I'd push it a bit, and the security at the side stage let me in as well. So I got backstage with Face to Face and Strung Out. And I missed, I was, got there just as Strung Out had, was uh, finished up their last couple songs. And I was ready, and, and I had chatted with the boys face to face, just letting them know I was going to be on the on the stage side stage. And I got all these pictures of them. And uh, forever, I thought I had lost these pictures until this podcast came up, and I started digging for them, and I so found cool. them. And uh, I'm amped that I that I found them. I got Bad. like
1: 16 of them. So what, one of the few really stoked. great things about Facebook. <laughs> you can find things yeah, that you've yeah, lost exactly. that you posted years ago.
0: Well, I had a computer crash on me and I lost a right. whole bunch of work. And face to face was one of those uh, projects. And, uh, but not before I had posted my favorites onto my Facebook page. That was back in 2011. Yep. So I was able to go all the way back that, uh Very cool. back in the time there. And, uh, Very cool. there, know, yeah,
1: it's 2011 f- would have been when they, yeah. they came back on their, their deal. Cause I think the, the last album that they shut down was 2002. So yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. And cool. I listened to the other, uh, documentary that you sent Mike. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was cleaning today and I was listening to that. And it's funny cause I, I don't yeah. know if you've seen that Shane or not, that, uh, I think it was '94. Is the the first one that you sent?
1: Yeah, I think it was. They they or were no, both. No, uh, one of them was 90? like a yeah, it was later than that. '99 maybe. Just kind of following them on the road and telling road stories and that sort of deal. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. And I don't know. They they talked about Big Choice okay. in that documentary, and they all hate that album. Like everybody in right. the band, they yeah, they are like, funny. Yeah, they they were like, they didn't like the way that it was recorded. They didn't like the way that it was produced. Um, And they're like, there's some good songs on it, but they're like, that is like the band's least favorite album, which I thought was interesting.
1: Well, I think it's because they played it for so long that I guess you kind of get sick of it after a while. And then it comes to the point where that is the album that the fans expect from you. So when you come out with their next album, Face to Face, or Ingrid's Bliss, And they make this huge change. I'm pretty sure it was *Ignorance Is Bliss*, where they kind of they they it was a went from like a rock. It it went from like a punk rock deal to more of a rock album, and and you know the fans didn't seem to to take that too well. So I mean, when you you look at your past, it's like you you know you're always compared to your your biggest album kind of thing or your most popular album, and I think that's probably the case with that. Right, *Disconnected* was like their biggest single, right?
2: like ever. Yes. yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and that's on picture. I think
3: so.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's probably why they didn't like it yeah. for sure. I think that's a huge part of it. But yeah, with them talking about it through that documentary, it was interesting and their favorite album is the self-titled one. That's the one they're most proud of. Uh, so they talked about that too, cool. but that was because mm-hmm. the, they asked them what their least favorite album and they all agreed. So, it
1: was funny. But that's mm-hmm. that's probably got to be part of it having your biggest hit on there because it was such a solid album too. I mean, you you look yeah. at uh, Don't Turn Away in 92. The songs were were solid on it, but it was so um it, it was their first first record. They didn't have a lot of money backing it. So I mean, the the mixing and the recording weren't great, but the songs were awesome, right? So I mean, if they mm-hmm. could have had Don't Turn yeah. Away with the same production yeah. and money behind it as Big Choice, that would have been you know, a different story for that. And I guess that one only, uh, they, they recorded and mixed it within two weekends. So like four days.
3: Yeah. They said it was recorded in a week and it's, they said it sounds like it's recorded in a week. That's what they said in the documentary.
1: (laughs) But, but with big choice, it it, it was like 10 days too, which is, which is awesome to cram that much, you know, solid material into 10 days of recording. That's pretty kick-ass. So,
0: wow. Well, the song I want from that don't turn. Oh my God. I there was somebody made a surf video. Uh, I remember seeing it on TSN or some shit back in the day. And I stopped because I recognized the sound, even though I wasn't really familiar with that album. And it was, I want by um, face to face off of that album. And (laughs) man, what a kick ass way to have a surf video edit. To that song, that opening yeah. guitar riff, mm-hmm. love
2: it. Awesome. I want to go surfing. Uh, Shane, I got a question for you, because, um, like I said, I, sure. I wasn't really, you know, um, I was kind of into other stuff, and I wasn't didn't I wasn't familiar with Face to Face. Let's put it that way. Um, but I watched this movie. Mike sent me the link last week, and uh, it seems like. This album, Big Choice, is uh, the first one or the only one off Victory Music, and before this was Fat Records, right? And it seems like Fat Records did them a disservice, or just like completely like passed them up. They talked it's, about that in the first documentary,
3: actually, right. and they try that. They tried to give that guy a cut of the deal, the Fat Rec that that side of it. They tried to give him cut him in, and they said we're basically getting bigger than your label is like we're go, time, we're growing yeah. faster uh, than you are. So they're like, we'll cut you in. You basically have to do nothing and you'll just get a cut of our royalties. And I, and they said that they like had a falling out with him, like some big thing. And they said, even to this day, which was like, again, in 99, they said that there's still like a, like
2: hard feelings between him and like the band. Right. So, yeah, and I, I, I was wondering. So, uh, do you do you think that's because like, you know, there was a little bit of jealousy? Like, they kind of remind me of No Effects a little bit. But do you think like Fat Mike just sort of like, you know, toss them aside because he was a bit jealous? Or. Oh,
0: okay. Who knows? Hard to say. It Be an interesting. Uh be interesting to be a flying wall in some of those discussions back in those days. Cause that was when I came into face to face was when I was really moving away from rap hip hop and I was getting a real sweet tooth for punk. And I, you know, um, I'm not, I have no idea if that was the case. I would yeah. love to find out though.
2: Wouldn't yeah, you? absolutely. I'm sure. I mean like the politics behind, you know whatever you know oh man i would say punk rock record label i'm sure is like there's a ton of drama behind it and stuff like that and like not that i'm really like dying to know but just watching that documentary i was like hmm i wonder why fat records passed mm. them i wonder why i,
1: I think it was only a partial deal though i don't think it was like a, a full signing
2: yeah that's the thing like yeah uh fat mike wouldn't give them a full deal it was something like, "Well, you guys have already like the oh. album's already out. That's going to make you big, kind of thing, and you've already got your royalties. So this is what you're going to get, and it's like next to nothing." Or I like, I think oh. he even made them buy like the the guys in No Effects, or the, the sorry the guys in Fat Records televisions. Like everyone who worked for Fat Records oh. was bought a television from face to face in order to stay on the label. <laughs> no <bizarre>. way, yeah. <laughs> 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 like bizarre shit that's like that. wild very weird oh. oh man
0: i'm curious is with that mike and because i i have to plead a bit of ignorance here um is is the is he the one behind like the survival of the fattest is is that is yes. that from yeah. Fat Records?
1: yeah that was the i think that was the first compilation w- release they did
0: that that was something that was played often. The guy I was speaking about earlier, Ashley Mail. Whenever you came into the photo lab, because that's where my photography started, was back in high school. And Ashley was always pumping <laughs> ministry. We just or, talked about that. Oh yeah, pumping <laughs> ministry. Yeah, pumping ministry or pumping a uh, like Corrosion of Conformity, old school white zombie, or that. Oh, so I was
1: thinking. Uh, I was thinking fat music album. for fat people, Volume One. That was. That was the one I was thinking. Yeah,
0: I know this. I don't know if. Yeah, no, like it had some really great uh, artists on there, Lagwagon, Like, what is it, May 15th or something? May yep. 16th by yep. Lagwagon oh, yeah. was on there. And I just, oh my God, I just, I fell in love with Lagwagon. Like, with I was wondering if Face to Face was ever a
1: part of those compilations. Uh, fa- fa- face if to if Face you, you was on uh, Fat Music for Fat People, Volume 1, for sure and that was one of the earliest ones okay. that they had uh uh you've got a problem from uh I don't see him
2: so this way that was dropped in 96 yeah
1: so that would have been later cuz this yeah. one was okay what the hell was this one i think this was probably 92 so yeah this was the only one that i really knew so
3: yeah they said in that another documentary oh. too that they went on a tour with Lagwagon to Europe and yep. uh Nobody in face to face had ever been out of the state like before, but Ugh. they just jumped on the plane. Which again, they said in this documentary that everybody in the band can't stand flying, like, they just freaks them out. <laughs> but they went on this tour with Lagwagon, and they're like, You know, who is gonna like know Lagwagon? This is like '92, and you know, or and oh. and they're like, Nobody's gonna know who these guys are. And then all of a sudden, they got there, and like, everybody's just like singing their songs like in front of them and going on these little, this little tour in Europe, but everybody knew their shit and they went to Japan and same thing. They said it's like these Japanese kids coming out. None of them speak English, but they're all just like chanting all their stuff in English, like yeah. their whole like set list, just like from beginning to end, they can barely hear themselves like even play. Cause these Japanese kids are just belting it out. So I was like, That's pretty cool, and they're like, "Yeah, we didn't want to come home." Like that was—it was just (laughs) that much fun, right? Like, yeah, had (laughs) such a good time doing that. But you know, but it's the old story of you know living in your van and touring with all their stuff, like all their merchandise, and like you know trying to make it happen.
0: Yeah. So, like when you came through Kelowna, and they played at uh, a place that's now called Gotham. Back then, it was Level. And uh, I'm not been sure been if you guys have ever been to times. that venue, but it's like, yeah, it's like a circular, uh, two floor above the stage, main stage area where people just kind of hang off and look down. You look like right down above down the
1: drum. kind of thing. It's rad.
0: It's yeah, it, yeah. It just goes down. It's almost like that thunder, yeah. Definitely. video <laughs> for AC- Definitely. where you got everybody yeah. around. Remember that? Yeah. Not as big. I <laughs> think, but like so Like a couple cool. floors of that. <laughs> and I had to fight my way in to get a good spot right above the drummer of Leg because I just wanted to see that maniac uh, go at it with one <laughs> foot pedal. Um, what he does yep. is insane, boy. And uh, then we did that for a while, then I went down onto the main floor the guitarist of legway has got to be tall. like seven <laughs> foot yeah. tall. He's the tallest yeah. guitarist I've ever seen. I am like, how do you do that with those massive, imagine being on tour and you're like an NBA basketball yeah. player height, you know, like that's gotta be absolute torture.
1: You can't it's just funny, fall asleep like in the van. looks like a Man. toy. Like
2: when you play it, right?
0: Yeah. It does. It does oh man he was drinking a beer and like he could it looked like he was like pinching like he was like giving a measurement for like a little prick you know it's like that's how he was like holding a whole beer can it would like look like two inches separating his hand but that uh, a whole beer can fit like that right in between his hands were so big yeah it's crazy man are those guys still uh, around
1: i don't think so i think they're still going I don't know if they have any new material. I haven't checked it out, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I follow them on Instagram there from time to time, and they've, they're they still doing things. They so, yeah, yeah. are. 89 to present. Yeah.
3: No way. Yeah. Have they come up with anything cool. recently? Like, I haven't. I haven't.
0: Uh, yeah, they had like, a pretty badass song about, you know, it was, like, a fun, you know, some social political commentary, a song called yep. uh, Cog in the Wheel. And it's a pretty badass tune for yeah, like they got yeah, a two, thousand and nineteen
3: album with a awesome album cover. Railer, Railer. oh look at that album cover! That is fantastic.
2: <laughs> Mike, Mike, th- does this remind you of that Fu Manchu?
3: Fu Manchu, action is go.
2: Right, it's like the same font. In everything. Yeah,
3: yeah, it that looks, is hilarious. it is. Yeah, bring that up. Bring up Fu Manchu, action is go. It's exactly the same.
2: I'm doing that right now.
3: So great! (laughs) Oh yeah, look at that.
2: That's awesome. Okay, close. It's it looks like it though. Whoops! Hit play. Okay, what's the one after this? Isn't no no. This is the one you're talking about. Yeah, the action is pretty close. Pretty close.
3: But it's funny because we knew the exact same. That's it's the same font, like same thing.
2: (laughs) We called it. I'm gonna have to check this out now. 2019, I didn't even know. Yeah. That's funny. But going back to Lagwagon, they were like the gateway for me anyway to like the, the gateway sort of pop punk band. Like I had been into like we did a show before on like no means no and and like that sort of stuff, but like Lagwagon was the first kind of like were they on Fat Records? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, everything that. they put out from 90, what was it, 92 to 2003 was solid. Like there was yeah. not one album in there that, you know, for, for their catalog, uh, there was nothing in that that I ever skipped. And it's I still fun skipped. going back to it quite, you know, quite often. So.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's good stuff. And I think that's sort of what like took up the space as far as like, you know, my interest in punk, pop mm. punk, whatever you want to call it, skate punk music, and I just never really like gravitated towards face to face because I was just like lagging and no means no or sorry, uh, no effects. Well, there was a lot them. going on too, right? Yeah, melancholy.
1: Listen to them, melancholy. Sorry, mm. uh, listen to yeah. them a lot. Melancholy yeah. was good. Uh, strung out. Offspring Smash was out at that time, right? Uh, yeah. You got No Effects, drunken mm-hmm. uh, punk and drub-lick. Punk You and got drublick. Mighty Mighty Boss tones. You got Rancid, you got Fugazi, yeah. you got Pennywise, Descendants. You know what uh, I listen Prop- to Propagandi oh. Unreal, great Canadian band. Did you guys ever um, listen
0: to? Did you guys ever listen yes. to
1: Snuff? Yes. yes. Yep. Oh, Snuff. Yep. Oh no, no Snuff. S N F U. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: different. S N F U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, they were ripping at that time too. Yeah. No, Snuff is like a British punk rock band. I highly recommend give it if you can find. Uh, Tweet, tweet, my lovely, okay. which is the album name. Oh uh, man, nice Sweet. little hidden gem there for you. Really fun.
3: Down yeah. by law. Did you guys ever listen to Down by Law?
1: Yep.
0: Oh, where did yeah, that come from? Down like? by law.
3: Oh, I listened to Down by Law. Like out of those, all those bands, that was kind of the one that I listened to the most out of all those kind of skate punk bands.
1: Yeah, I I had, I had two of their albums. Before. Yeah. Cool. Wow. yeah
0: well, there was a lot of stuff too that kind of bordered like uh, on the outer edges of punk rock. You know, like Green Day was yeah. just getting big there as well. You know, like you had a lot of those kind Rancid. of fun bands oh as well God, Rancid, popping yeah. up. There. Yeah,
2: yeah. Out come the wolves. That album was yeah. killer. Out come the
0: wolves. Yeah. Damn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was a lot of yeah. there was a lot of competition yeah. in that too, and I think that's kind of where where Face to Face kind of had issues with their follow up albums. I mean, you you put out big choice which is huge oh. and then try to follow that up with face to face but there's this big wall of everybody else that's putting out you know brilliant albums so. when did
2: matt the bass player leave? because i think he was one of the founding members and that was probably like you know a big blow to them
3: mm-hmm.
2: was did he leave before
1: big choice or was that right after i think it was after wasn't it on face to face I don't, I don't recall. I think it was, yeah. yeah, I think it was after. Okay. I think.
2: And then he later, he, I don't he didn't form, but he joined No Use for a Name.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, man, okay. I haven't
2: heard of that name in a long time. Right? right. Yeah. Oh, man. Just We're just missing like our rocking chairs and like mm-hmm. whittling sticks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cooler yeah. Of, like. Tea? Yeah, yeah, back in the day, back in my day,
0: <laughs> you got to admit, man, like we're gonna be some pretty fun old people, you know, gonna be we're we're gonna get some really great. Oh, bro, I know, just yeah, I'm oh, our in-
3: generation of seniors are gonna be the coolest seniors that have ever been around. There's no question yeah. about it, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. It reminds me of that, like, uh, Banksy piece where it's like two mice in rocking chairs. One's like
1: crocheting yeah. life
0: and the other ones <laughs> crocheting yeah. like skate or die, you know? Like, well, it's always so funny sad. when
1: I, uh, when I was delivering mail to these, uh, old folks homes and you get to some of the, some of them and they're playing this, uh, you know, 1920s kind of softer music in the background. And that's just kind of, they're they're lingering around and got their walkers and listen to 1920s and 30s and 40s music and
2: <laughs> yeah, but back then funny. jazz was dangerous. Th-
1: this is this is the softer side though. That's true. <laughs> if they, if they were playing that rad jazz, that would be great.
2: But... Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and was... that
3: 1940s music, they don't even yep. know how good the 1920s were. Like they don't even get it, right? Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know man. That's garbage. 1940s.
2: Yeah. Garbage. (laughs) You needed a band with 18 brass instruments and a band leader.
1: (laughs) Your band leader sucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because um, I was at my buddy's place last night and he's from Adelaide, Australia. And um, just because, you know, uh, I've been doing a little bit of research on another band from the early 90s and I asked them about it. And he was like, no, mate. We just had this one channel that had it was like uh what did he call it was called rage and so like once a week this channel would play like like grungy music and that was all he really had to like listen to like the new up-and-coming bands but um he showed me some of the stuff that he listened to like some of the australian stuff and um, it was like you know hardcore music it was good but you know some of them were christian rock and he's like yeah we didn't even care we just like got in there and like threw our elbows around and he was like awesome mate <laughs> and it's it's funny i'm going off on a tangent here but he was like one of the bands was called entombed 1214 sweet and like obviously i think that's like a a, a reference from the bible or something like that yeah. and we just had a laugh about it but well, um, yeah it's interesting just like our generation talking about like what we had access to and what we listened to and then you talk to someone from like australia where they were just like on a completely different like vibe completely and then you know you sort of find that middle ground and it's just like good music right yeah yeah i don't know entombed 1214 (laughs) check them out (laughs) have you listened to him (laughs) he played a little bit from his phone and it was like i mean it could have been Sepultura, like I, it it's just sounded like, you know, hardcore, aggressive music, yeah. but with a Christian message behind it. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all they had, right? He like went to the local whatever. And yeah. that's all they had. Resor- resources are limited. Yeah. Yeah. But I asked him about a couple of bands and he was like, no, mate, no he didn't have like the access that we had he didn't oh. have like the much music and that was well, like the, the what pipeline. did you ask him did you ask him like metallica or like well cuz i've been doing a little bit of research on faith the more and then i got into like a giant mike patton like yeah black hole over the yeah. past day and oh, a half yeah me too <laughs> yeah and there's just so much and so i just asked like were you into a band called faith the more back in the day he was like no
1: but we had this channel called Rage. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they had different musical gatekeepers there, so yeah, you only you only heard what was allowed to be heard, basically. So, like radio yeah. stations here only chose to play the 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 best of the best, whatever selling um, songs that the record labels were were forcing on you, right? So yeah, yeah, most definitely. Only so many bands could get on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: But then there's then there's like the you know the bands like Metallica that just hit everywhere, every continent. Everyone listens to them, and so. Well,
1: that was only after woo-woo. the Black Album, so.
2: I guess I'm not. Yeah, I don't know, but. Um. Yeah. Sorry, When's, a bit of a segue there, gentlemen. No, no, that's good. When's the last time you've seen face to face, Shane?
1: <laughs> That the 2011 show.
0: <laughs> that was the 2011 show. I photographed them and uh afterwards uh, they were drinking some uh, Quail's Gate wine uh yep. local winery out there in Kelowna. And uh, I got to sit with them for a bit, have a uh, have a glass of wine with them and I uh, exchanged information uh, like I had mm-hmm. cards uh, for them. Never they never followed up, never heard back from them. Um But that was the last time I saw them, so you could imagine my excitement when I get a call saying that I get to be the photographer for the show uh, in Kelowna. It wasn't at Doc Willoughby's, either. It was at uh, a venue there called Sapphire. Sapphire was uh, going to be hosting face-to-face on the tour as they were coming through from Vancouver to Calgary. They weren't initially going to make a stop, but I guess Colin had been talking uh, with their management and uh, talked them into stopping Mm -hmm. in Kelowna. And, uh, and what a kick in the nuts, you know, I had that opportunity and experience to photograph them in 11. And, uh, so, so 2020, you know, that was, this was going to be like, uh, my other chance to see these guys. And I was so curious to see how uh, they were going to perform, uh, all these years later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been it. That would have been the one. I hope that uh, we get back to some level. I'm sure there's a lot of different ways that we can improve how music is done and how our live performances go. But I got to tell you, I don't know about you guys. I'm really hankering yeah. for a sweaty mosh pit. <laughs> you know, like I I could really go for one. I'll right be
3: honest, now. man. I haven't been in a mosh pit in yeah. many, many years. I don't know. I got, I got old with that early. I feel like, you know, I almost like, wanted to sit at the back and like watch what was going on on stage. And I kind of like, feels like I got that out of my system almost, but I hear you. I'm going back to a show because like, I don't really know what, when that's going to happen. Right. Like, I'm not sure what's going on and you know, it's, it's sad to know that, you know, that may not be back for a while. It's been long enough already, you know, like I've had tickets pass me by already and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long time. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you guys could go to a show, what would it be? Dead or alive? If the doors
1: open, if uh, the gates open up tomorrow.
0: If the gates open up tomorrow, you know you could step into a new reality of something that it used to be like, you know, you had a chance in 2020 to see a band. Who would it be? Mm. Hit me with it. Who's the
2: headline? Dead or alive. (laughs) Right fucking now. They gotta be touring right now. They gotta be touring. <laughs> Live, ready to this go. Question right now.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of follow-ups here. Uh, let's <laughs>
1: let, let's keep uh, mostly yeah, realistic. A recent release or <laughs> mostly no, realistic. No, 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 man. A band
0: that is together right now in 2020, and sh- maybe you've heard something from them recently, like uh, like we were talking about Lamb of God and that amazing album they just put out. Or if it's something that hasn't been released yet, like the new Deftone, you know, like they're a band that's still together right now, who would you see? And let's have some fun with this, mm-hmm. man. Where would you see them? I'll tell you mine. Oh. I'll tell you mine. I want to see Gojira live because they just released a new Sweet. single that's pretty badass. I want to see them, and I want to see the Deftones open for them because that was supposed to happen in right. Tacoma this summer, and yep. everything's dead. So that would Ooh. be what I would want to see, those two guys together. Yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, I'd have to go – I'd probably say Slipknot. I would say – I know. I, I was telling in on before. a past episode I had uh, had an opportunity to see them on their, their very uh, – I guess – Maybe their first tour, it was early enough. Their Uh very first album came out and no one knew who they were. And I I had an opportunity to see them in Edmonton. And I unfortunately had to miss that. But uh, yeah, I'd see Slipknot. I'd probably see I'd see Dropkick Murphys in Boston. And and it would be timed with a Bruins game. That, that would be that awesome. would be the, the big all trip all at me. the same time. All at the same time, you go there in that
0: <laughs> at the same time.
1: Yeah, one one night after the other. I'm good with that. That would be killer. So, Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. nice nice weekend away. Nice. What do you guys think? You guys got anything in mind? I know I put everybody on the spot there.
1: Go, Dane. Ugh. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little I bit of Jack Johnson. Glad it
3: picked you first because I give me a little more time. Here's some time. It's Jack Johnson.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: In my basement. In your yeah, basement. By the fire. Um,
1: <laughs> but I'll buy you a little bit more time. Uh, Did any of you see that that video of Alexis on fire in John's uh, in that Stromboli's basement deal? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you need to find that on the YouTube's there. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah, House of Strombo. Oh, House of Strombo. Yeah, yeah. If dig that out, watch that tonight. It's it's amazing. Um, Yeah, fantasy gig. I think it would be rad to to be in a venue like that that small, that close to. The band, and even that Alexis show would be unreal. Cool, man. Be cool to see. Yeah, George man. It's, it's awesome. He's that got a whole boy. series of that. Yeah. He's looking rough these days. That's cool. Sure is. Yeah, yeah. it looks is like he? he's on
3: something. Like I'm not sure what it is, but every episode I see him with, it's like you don't look like you did before. That's for sure. I guess we're all getting older, but sorry, George.
0: Well. Uh... Well, he hosted that Strombo show on the, uh, yep. the old yeah. CBC there, a radio show, and that's where I f- that's where I first her- first heard really Gojira was on the right. fucking CBC. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He, I was driving home. I was uh, in Kelowna, and I was driving uh, to go visit my dad here in Vernon, and it was a Sunday night, and, he, uh, and George Strombolopoulos is talking in that cool radio voice of his, and he's setting up the next song, and I could hear it kind of building in the background, and the song is called "The cool. Bont Sénage. Oh, my God. I'm driving, and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? So great. What is this? And I'm just cranking. I got goose pimples all over uh, listening to the song that I was definitely not expecting yep. on the old CBC, but, uh, oh my goodness, it, it, it hit me with a, a sense of love. It really, I really enjoyed that one. And then I had to go and Google what was on that show. Because it was killing me. way oh, no way of uh, It's
2: like Christmas. Uh, knowing... Oh my <laughs> God.
0: It was. So what great. a present. What cool. a gift. Yeah, there's, they're now like my, one of my favorite, uh, top five favorite they're, they're... metal bands ever. A French band with Japanese uh, name gujira which apparently means.
1: Good, so. <laughs> apparently, hmm. apparently, yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely one of the the top metal bands, you know. Now, if not of all time, I haven't Have heard, you guys the new heard their new single. I've got all their I've got all their earlier yeah. albums. Uh, the last thing I bought from them was it was a while ago. I picked up a, a two disc Blu ray live slash tour, uh, kind of video with, you know, a lot of on the bus things. And that was is pretty it all in French. Really uh, cool. Most These of speakers. it is. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. I saw a live massive festival mm-hmm. in Poland. God, it must've oh, been like a hundred thousand people. Just massive. And they get the crowd all like dizzy in a frenzy with like a wheel of <laughs> oh, death. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen some big, uh, like those, like where everybody gets going in a circle. But they they started with that, and then they got everyone to separate one side to the other. I had seen this done once at a work tour with the, uh, what are they called? Uh, super fun like uh, punk band. Okay. Uh, Used the used the used were up on stage and they got everybody to separate like he, he was saying it was like braveheart you know i want the yep. english over here yep. i want the scottish over here and when we give her i want you guys to come together and they did that shit wow. in poland with gojira you see that everybody come together they have a drone up in me
1: <laughs> wicked
0: amazing gojira live in poland Check that shit. That was back in like 2017. Amazing.
1: Cool. It's going on my list right now. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Cool. Yeah. One of those big festivals would have been something, you know? Never been to like a, a big,
1: massive one like that. I think that might be a little too much for <laughs> me anyway. I've been to a few and they're fine. Gotta they do dirty. it once. <laughs> hmm.
0: Lullapalooza, or not Woodstock, oh, yeah. 1999. That would have been my choice right there. <laughs> Just throwing big mud patties <laughs> at Rick You know, like, Damn. He was out there. You know, like, yeah, go hit uh, Billy Joel with Green Day and yep. the guitar with a big mud pie. You know, <laughs> that would have been fun.
2: All right, Mike. Band in place. You put, you talking to
3: yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. We, we bought you some time there, pal. Oh. You're turning the tables, Dane, on me. That's all right. You got to be quick in this game. Got to be if I, quick. If I'm if I'm yeah, quick to put on the spot draw. and and have to do it like just right off the cuff. Uh, you know, I think I'd like to see uh I'd like to see Iggy Pop in a like small New York club. I think that would be my pick. Bam. I'd like to see the Stooges or Iggy Pop or I'd like to see two different shows with one half the Stooges, one half Iggy Pop. And I think that guy still would put on a good show. Probably. Definitely. Yeah.
0: That's my pick. Mm. Totally agree. Good, good one. Totally agree.
2: Um, All right, Dave. I'm down divided down. right now. I've been listening to a lot of Behemoth lately. And they put Behemoth. on a very scary live show. Yep. But... If I'm going to be honest with you, I think it'd be like Luke Combs in a honky-tonk somewhere in Nashville. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's awesome. I think.
0: Oh, nice, yep. then. Good old honky-tonk yeah. throwdown. Yeah.
2: It'd be a fun time. That's but a little bit runner from up, everybody. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Runner-up would definitely be behemoth, probably. Sweet. Uh, I'd say Poland. Or Something like that. Wicked. I got to say, if I
0: could see uh, a punk rock show, since face-to-face is our topic and since they were so goddamn close uh, and leg wagons still together, strung out still together, uh, that's a trio right there. Wouldn't mind seeing those boys all come back together as one. That'd be fun
2: yeah speaking of like punk rock and coming together so who here saw the smalls mike i know you did shane Uh, oh
0: totally i did
2: did. yeah yeah they came
0: through vernon
3: did they well
0: yeah they played the rec center here yeah Yeah.
2: where where did you see him dane yeah the smalls i didn't i wasn't here but you did i thought didn't you well, I saw him at uh
3: Red's. I saw him on their Farewell was Tour there. Was it that there. Farewell show? Yeah, oh, yeah, saw, yeah. Oh, that was G- like, Goodbye Forever. That, that one, was like yeah. 2002,
1: right. 2003, something like
3: that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Goodbye Forever. And yeah, and then I and then we saw him again uh at that um Was it in festival Calgary and the second time? N- no, it was in Edmonton. It was some festival there uh, Sonic Sonic put it on. The radio station okay. there but they played there and uh they were pretty tight like they messed up a couple times but you know <laughs> they they kind of owned it but it, you know like they're still so good man and it was funny because there's a guy here in town who uh i see around and he wears a small shirt and like i finally got a chance to talk to him because i was like hey man like nobody else likes the smalls like <laughs> Talk to me, like, you know, where did you get to, this to from? Like, zone. where are you from? Yeah, right. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where it's at. And I mean, we were supposed to see Corb here. He was playing Roots and Blues in town. So we had tickets to go and see him. But now that's a virtual altered sp- space experience or something like that. They're doing it all online. So he's doing some, uh he's doing a tribute to Ian Tyson now. So, that's the best you get but at any rate yeah no smalls were good smalls were good but my wife nicole saw them a whole bunch more too like she saw that's that's like her top band of all time like if she could pick one that's her band so sweet yeah that's her favorite band so when she couldn't see corb this summer it was like a little bit of a gut punch so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, there was a lot
0: of gut punches this summer, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot of great music lined up, but yeah, bummer. Yeah, the Smalls, man. I remember watching them at the rec Center. I got we got right side stage with them, and just watching uh, the drummer of that band do his thing, man, thrashing those drums apart. Awesome. Vernon of all places has had some ridiculous yeah. shows.
1: It's just these tiny little yeah. middle stops that are uh, never, I- never promoted. You know, you find out about it three days before they mm-hmm. come into town. Or
0: Dan, have you been out here to Vernon before?
1: Um, I've s- kind of
2: like just stopping through. I haven't spent more yeah, than like classic. a day. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, there's some uh, there's some surprisingly yeah. good venues here still. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, we have a. Uh, sporting complex here where our local hockey team plays and when it was first opened of all the bands to come and be like the christening uh show uh anthrax opened up for judas priest (laughs) when this when this place was built it was like the first show uh that that uh (laughs) <laughs> that was it uh, happened that was, just before was it good I moved, here, <laughs> I
1: moved here in 2009 and I don't rec- remember seeing that it was incredible a lot of high tops at that show hey oh yeah, yeah. cons
2: cons <laughs> everywhere oh
0: man awesome yeah, yeah like
2: tight jeans and high tops
0: yeah fucking elevators and pyrotechnics man and and I went there because I wasn't I never really got into Judas mm-hmm. Priest I appreciate who they are and what they do i I like their sound now as I'm an older <laughs> man but anthrax was yep. like why i went you know we, we were talking about the days of much music and and loud hosted by a young yep. uh, george strombo uh anthrax songs and when i saw them get yep. together with public enemy
1: game changing
0: oh my god Peace. i How mean low can you go
1: uh
0: yeah and uh and like songs like only you know got the time those were like the, their big single hits up there you know and i just i got sucked in with those and then all these years later here comes anthrax nope, to little no. town burn with the uh, judas priest what a what a delight man what a fun show
1: uh, i wish i would have caught that one that would have been Good killer mm-hmm.
0: my favorite show to ever come through Vernon. Was uh, Gord Downey? Yep. From the Hip, he came through, and he just had his own uh, like little band. wasn't with the Hip, and he had he brought on the stage. Um, it was like remember those old school projectors yep. we had back in high school doing notes and <laughs> shit, right? The t- the teacher would like project all the notes up on the wall. so he brought one of those up on stage with like a bowl of like oh, water. That's
2: old school
0: and. Yeah, man. He like was drawing on one of those sheets while he was doing like spoken word poetry. Um, he would draw this like, little cityscape, all these little buildings and the rectangular windows, little trees. And then he put the bowl over top and he had like red and yellow uh, dye that he would drip into the, like, like over the windows. And it looked as it was projected like way up onto the screen behind him, like the city was burning. And, like, the whole, like, the music changed. The feeling changed. And then it turned into, like, a fun, poppy little song. (laughs) And he invited everybody to come down to the stage because there's a big area there. We could go down and dance. He's like, come on, you guys. Come on down and dance with us, you know? So me and my date, we, like, ran down there. We were dancing. I still have this hat. So we're dancing on the dance floor. And the stage there is about shoulder height. And as I'm dancing, all of a sudden, somebody (laughs) took my hat. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> you don't take a bald man's hat. It's like a rule, you know? And I turn around I'm like, who fucking took my hat? And I look up on stage and Gord Downey has my hat and he's looking at me and he's like, thank you. He puts it on his head. He sings the whole song with my hat on his sweaty fucking head. And, and, uh, you know, song ends, everyone's clapping. He comes back, he, he takes the hat off and he gives it back to me. And He puts his hand on his heart and he's like, thank you. And he continues on with the show. It was an amazing show. And I told some friends that story. And they're like, you never wash that hat, right? And I was like, dude, I fucking wash that shit. He's just, he was a very sweaty man, you know? <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> Good old great. Gord.
0: God bless you. Love you, man. Yeah. Vernon, yep. surprises you sometime.
2: Oh, you're selling me, man. <laughs> Got
0: to come out sometime, dude. Beautiful spot. I was just in Kalamalka Lake here, which like when the sun and clouds wash over it, man, it's it turns all these different colors. It's a really cool spot. Yep.
1: Yeah, pack up, Dean, get out here.
0: I don't know if you have anything like that out in Courtney. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean it's all right here, but
2: no, it's <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I I feel as if um, there's a lot of places you know even within this province that I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Like I've only lived here for two years, and you know we'll go out for a beer or something with some locals and they talk about like Lake something or other, or like this, like awesome spot up North. And I don't know any of it. So I'm just like, I think I'm in an interesting spot in life where, you know, I still have a lot of stuff where I can just like go to Vernon and like check that out. And, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, do some exploring in my, ho- in my home province now home country. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the blessings of this whole COVID thing instead of going out to travel which is what i used to do all the time now it's like you know check out
2: yeah, yeah your home right.
0: <laughs> you know like check out yeah you oh, see is so amazing. big there's so much to see here yeah. that i that i haven't seen
2: absolutely yeah. Yeah. so face to face
1: face to face <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're talking about like, right. everything it's, I, was well, that is, <laughs> I guess know. that happens.
1: It's no, like it's... Uh, the, the podcast <laughs> is called uh, Chasing the Topic.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Good one, man. Good one. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, do we want to end this off with any other kind of notes? or
0: I just want to say... Like whoever, uh, if this ever get, reaches the ears of the boys of face to face, whenever this shit ends, this whole COVID nightmare, and we get a chance to see you guys again, please yeah. come back to Kelowna, uh, folks out here love you. Please come back. It would just be incredible to uh, to see you guys and, and and bring one of your other legendary yep. mid '90s bands yes, with you. Fuck.
1: Well said. <laughs> there, there's beautiful lakes, great golfing. Get out here. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Okay. Well, I guess we'll shut this one down. All right. Is that cool?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining for us. Yeah. So Hopefully
1: we'll, we'll be able to, to have you me. out again for a couple more. This will be aces. All right. You bet. You too, you too man. Nice talking to you.